Support for this podcast comes from you and Yankwich & Associates, since 1997 working to provide expert, responsive service in intellectual property law to biotech, biopharmaceutical, and biochemical companies worldwide. More information at yankwich.com. Welcome to Innovation Hub. I'm Kara Miller. And now a story about the hidden influences on how we behave. Last year, a group of Stanford and Cornell researchers recruited research subjects and gave them two timed quizzes. Some got an easy quiz that they could just breeze right through, and others took a challenging quiz that was designed to irritate them. Afterwards, participants joined an online discussion about an article on the presidential election. And guess what the researchers found? The way you behave online is heavily influenced by what just happened to you, and it does not have all that much to do with how you normally act in the real world. We think that jerky comments online and jerky behavior come from jerks. Online, you might call them trolls. But research says that is an incorrect assumption. Online jerkiness is actually super contagious. If you want, you can think of this as a virus, like as the flu virus. That's Christian Danescu Nicolescu Mizil. He's an assistant professor at Cornell University's Department of Information Science. And he was one of the researchers who gave participants those quizzes and then had them do that online discussion about the presidential election. He says that his research and work from his colleagues show that the person you become online is heavily influenced by factors outside your control. Turns out that people have different moods depending on the time of the day and uh, day of the week. And what we find is that, indeed, people are much more likely to troll uh, on Monday and they're uh, much more likely to troll uh, late in the evenings, for example, and more likely to troll uh, even on Sundays, right? So Monday, the least likely trolling, it's on Saturdays when everybody's kind of happy and uh, still has another uh, weekend day ahead. But remember, Monday is a dark day when it comes to trolling, not just because you're depressed that it's Monday, but because other people are depressed that it's Monday, and their bad moods rub off on you. Our estimate is that about half of the antisocial posts out there, half of the trolling posts, if you want, are actually written by normal people. We have looked at uh, who writes trolling posts, and half of trolling posts are actually written by people that have no history of being jerks in the past, right? So it's just a moment in their life or a moment in their online life when they happen to misbehave. I don't know that anybody really has no history of being a jerk in the past, but you get the idea. And the psychological implications of the researchers' results are a little bit sad. For example, I like to think that I'm a nice person. That is probably also what you like to think about yourself. And the notion that a nice person can be really mean, it's something we know, but it would be lovely to think that people are making their own decisions rather than being heavily influenced by others. Scholars' findings also mean that the way that websites have gone about protecting themselves from racist or sexist or ad hominem comments, it may not make all that much sense. It's not the person that you need to block, basically. That's what you need to understand. Right? So somehow the strategy so far in many forums is, or in many discussions online or uh, online communities is, well, if somebody misbehaves, we're going to just block him or her. So we're kind of closing ourselves and like throwing everybody outside our fortress, and then we're going to all live happily. Well, it turns out this is not the case because most people have the germ in them. They can actually misbehave. And in the end, you're going to end up throwing away uh, or excluding a lot of people that maybe they just had a bad day. 
Dinescu Nicolescu Mizil says we've spent a long time trying to adjust our social behavior so that it fits certain standards. But online, we're stripped of all that info that usually tips us off as to someone's mood. Body movements, telltale ways that a person scrunches up their face, the look in their eyes. The internet ha- gives us an amazing opportunity for discussion and for engaging with each other and for, you know, making the world a better place, if you want. However, we don't really know yet how to harness this potential, right? I think our communication techniques are developed uh, in the offline world for thousands of years. We have the internet discussions for, you know, maybe 20 years or so. We need to understand what is the better way to communicate, what, you know, how should we act, what is the right uh, designed for these mediums where, where we discuss, right? So there's all these things that we need to understand in, or, in order to, to use the full potential on the internet, right? Christian Danescu Nicolescu Mizil is an assistant professor at Cornell's Department of Information Science. He is a co-author of the paper, Anyone Can Become a Troll. We will link to it at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash innovationhubradio. If this interview grabbed you and you want more people to know about Innovation Hub, take a minute to leave us a review on iTunes. It actually helps other people discover the show. Thanks. 